Hello and welcome back to another week of Love at First Contact. I am, of course, your resident Star Trek fan, Sam, and joining me uh, as last week is my wonderful fiance. Sophie. Uh, how was your week? Busy. Uh, so you, it's been a whole week since we recorded last, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It's actually only been about, wow, it's only been two days. Um, you kind of surprised me. You came to me this week and you're like, let's watch another episode. And I was like, wow, okay, maybe you actually are enjoying this a little bit. So that's not true. You have ho- no. you, you have a lot of homework. So you wanted to get an episode out of the way so I don't have to bother you until next week. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, I, I wanted to watch this episode anyway because I was right. This week was The Man Trap, which is a really good episode. So we're going to dive right in. I don't feel like we have to introduce ourselves quite as much this week. Um, so what did you think of The Man Trap? Wait. Let's, let's back up. I gotta go over the episode. So this episode, the Enterprise arrives at a, um, a ruin Some planet. Some planet. Yeah. Yeah. A desert planet with a ruined civilization where two, only two archaeologists, not a team of archaeologists, only two archaeologists are exploring the entire planet, I guess, by themselves. Suspicious. Suspicious. And they get there, and one of the people has had a previous relationship with, with the ship's doctor, who this week is Leonard McCoy, who will play the doctor from here on out, um, and not the other doctor whose name I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't think they said it. Oh, we'll learn it later, though, because that character will pop up in an episode called The Menagerie, which is only like four or five episodes from now for us. Uh, for the show, it's like 16 episodes from now. Okay. But so they go to the planet, they find the couple who are, are the archaeologists, but it turns out one of them is a salt vampire. Um, and through a, a horrible chain of events, the salt vampire gets on the Enterprise, havoc ensues, a lot of people die, and then they kill the salt vampire. Happy ending. Happy ending, but is it? Because they've just exterminated a species. It's The ethical question was, were, were the means justified by the cause? Um, which, yeah, I mean, you killed a, a horrible salt-sucking vampire. I, I feel like it was worth it. But you could have just put it back on the planet and supplied it with salt and kept coming back and supplying it with more salt and make sure no one else visits the planet. That's true. And in later episodes, when they have situations where they have to leave something on a planet, they can literally put a thing in orbit that warns other ships to stay away. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, they'll do that later on. There's, oh. there's a very great episode um, in the first season called Space Seed, which we're going to get to, um, which we've watched before. Uh, but it's one of the best episodes of Star Trek. We have? Yeah, because I made you watch it before we watched Wrath of Khan. But I probably wasn't paying attention. You weren't paying attention at all. Okay. It's not going to be like we watch it this time. Because <laughs> this time, you're going to have to pay attention take notes. <laughs> yeah, like, every so often I would look away because we've watched it with our dog this time. And he's just like, pay attention! And I was like, I'm paying attention! Yeah, because Jasper was watching. Jasper is our dog. Jasper was also watching the episode, kind of. Well, not when I got home. Yeah, he missed you a lot today. He misses me every day. Yeah, it's true. But before you got home, we were watching TNG, me and Jasper, and Jasper was on the couch, like, laser-focused. Maybe we should upload a picture. I, I have a picture. I we will upload the picture yeah. this week so you can all see the So puppers. now that we have proof. Now that we have proof. But let's let's go on. So you wrote, again, I think about two pages, two or three? Um, about two. A little bit more questions this week. This episode is a little more meaningful to Star Trek because this is the first time, um... Every major ep- character in this episode is someone who will continue on in the rest of the series. The only major character who was not in this episode that was in last week's episode was Scotty. But for here on out, Scotty's going to be in almost every episode. And he's going to be a much more... He's the only one? Yeah, this this week we had... I, was, I even said at one point, I was shocked that Janice Rand was in this episode. But no, so from here on out, these are our main characters. So okay. um, the only character who will eventually disappear is Janice Rand. 
um, and Janice Rand will disappear, and then she will reappear as a cameo in the movies. <laughs> and that's it, really. Wow. And one episode of Voyager. When we get to Voyager, we'll, we'll run back into Janice Rand, weirdly enough. I don't know why, but, like, when you said her name is Janice? Janice. Okay, because at first I thought you said Janet, and I it was thinking of Ghostbusters. Janine. 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 Okay. I'm a Ghostbusters fan, too. So that's a different podcast, though. Um, so, okay, so let's go to your questions. Okay. Um, well, my first one was, uh, I don't know about you, but the setting of it really looked like Egypt to me. Yeah. It, so the desert with the ruins was very kind of something you would expect to see from, like, an old 60s movie about Egypt. And it would not surprise me at all if that set was some holdover from, like, Cleopatra or something. But yeah, so I, I could totally see this set being from, from a 60s Egyptian movie of the week. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. That's basically the set. Yeah, no, it was very Egyptian. Uh, the ruins were weird, and then, like, the artifact, the one artifact we see looks like something they pulled off, like, an, uh, a church from England. Yeah. So, very weird. Very weird. Which, like, it's like, they're not on Earth, but they're gonna have... Architecture. Yeah. Similar to Earth. Which is possible. Well, I mean... You're going to notice a lot of time in the original series when we go to an alien planet where there are aliens, they just look like humans. That's lame. It's really lame. Like, one of the most interesting aliens was the one in this week. Like, that's pinnacle of Star Trek aliens for the original series, basically. It looked horrifying. It did. It was a scary salt vampire. It didn't even look like a vampire. It just... Honestly, what it looked like to me was like a sea monster. Yeah, it was very much like a sea monster. I think the reason they call it a, a salt vampire is because, one, it sucks salt out of people like vampires suck blood, uh -huh. but it also hypnotizes you like a vampire does. Uh -huh. So it has, like, vampire-like powers. But then why can't they make it look like a vampire instead of a sea monster? Because they've got to make it look spooky and alien-like, and I think they accomplished it. It is, you're right, though, it looks like a furry sea monster. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very weird. Right. Yeah. I didn't write this down, but I remember it was one of my questions. So, the episode, what was the episode called again? Uh, The Man Trap. The Man Trap. Okay, why are they calling it The Man Trap if, like, I understand she was changing forms to make the men, like, not expect her? Mm hmm Because that's what she did in the first, in the beginning part, when all three of the men were there and they saw a different woman, right? Yeah, yeah. But then... It doesn't make any sense about there were two women there and they should have been able to see through until like the natural form. So I, I think it's like a, a like a psychic power she's doing or it's doing where like it's, it's sending a signal to the brain for people to receive it as the most attractive woman or like a certain person. But then you're like, why does Kirk see the older woman right yeah that's because there is no lady for james t kirk only the enterprise <laughs> he'll there's like two episodes from now where he'll tell yeoman rand janice rand okay. that so but then it doesn't make any sense to me how like she was able to um like transform into another person but they would look at her in the beginning and they would automatically see a different person she's not physically transforming but she physically transformed no she's so she's always the creepy salt vampire but to the people who like look at her she's sending a signal to their brains to say i'm a sexy lady or i'm dr mccoy or i'm random crewman that you were randomly thinking of in the hallway 
So that's that's what's going on. She's not physically transforming. Transforming. She's like tricking people into like like a chameleon. Like they use the chameleon. Oh, okay. So she's changing her um, psychic profile or however you so would put it. So she's changing like your um, your narrow signals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because I, I really thought she was just, like, shape-shifting or something. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm taking a wild guess here, but that's the only explanation I can think of. Uh, well, that one got answered. I want to know what happened to the other Nancy, and she died. Yeah, so she, I guess the salt vampire killed her. Yeah. And then instead of, uh, she realized if she kept the doctor alive that... She would have love? Because he was like, yeah. she needs love, or it's not even a she... Well, what is it? In the 60s, anything that was personified as a woman had to have a love interest. It, you know, no woman can get along without no man. So that I think that's kind of what it's being like. It's like, oh, the creature needed love. So, it, But, like, in reality, like, the creature probably just kept him alive because it realized that if starships are making routine deliveries to this planet, mm -hmm. if he requests more salt, they'll just deliver more salt. So she only kept him, or it only, however you want to gentrification this. And they had it for like, they had this down packed for five years and then they mm -hmm. messed it up. Well, no, he says that Nancy only died one or two years prior. No, but the dude was saying, he was like, we've been out here for five years and nothing bad has happened when they figured out like some monster was killing people. Yeah. Like. Well, he says later in the episode that like, uh, Nancy had only died one or two years ago that he couldn't remember. So I guess for the first three years, they didn't run into it. And then on the third year, Nancy ran into it and died. But they could have they could have ran into it, but they could have had enough salt so it didn't kill her yet. Oh. So then they ran out, so they had to kill the people and they killed Nancy. What you're saying is there's a prequel to this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know from Lower Decks that there are other salt vampires still alive. Okay. Because remember, Mariner saved Ransom. From, I brought this up during the episode, and you're like, I don't remember this. But it happened. Mariner saved Ransom from Ransom, Ransom, from Assault Vampire. Because she can see through it. Because Mariner is the ultimate, ultimate You're going to have to show else. me this, because I, I do not we'll, remember. We'll watch the clip There's after There's a lot of lower decks that happens. There's, there's two seasons. That's a lot for me. There's seven seasons of, of Next Generation. That's a lot for I me. I know, we got a lot of Star <laughs> Trek ahead of us. Especially when it's a show that I not, like, religiously watch. That's a lot for me to remember every small time. I don't know how I remember what I remember, to be That's honest That's because with you. you watch it over and over and over again. I sometimes wonder when I'm going to hit, like, max capacity on, like, pointless bullshit that I can remember. All I know is that our kids are going to come up to me and be like, Mom, did you know this, this, and this? And I was like, no, but you probably got it from your dad. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yep. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So... What was the lady's the lady in the red shirt again? What was her name? Which one? The the one that you pointed out that you really liked. The first lady. Ahura? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ahura. Is she like hitting on Spock? Oh, 100%. 100%. That's canon. <laughs> I wasn't I mean I never know because Spock quote unquote has no feelings, so Well, so I don't think it's developed yet, but in a couple of, in very short time, it's going to be revealed that Spock is half human. And that he still has emotions. And there's going to be an episode, I think it's, I looked at the, the episodes while we were watching, because I've officially laid out the plan. There's an episode called A Mock Time. Okay. And it's going to be revealed that Vulcans have emotions, they just fully suppress them. Because they have emotions that are so extreme that, like, they can't control it. Wasn't there 
I know I, we keep talking about it, but wasn't there an episode in Lower Decks or something like that? And they showed the different Lower Decks. Yeah. And uh, Wedge Douge. Yes. Which means three starships in Klingon. Yeah. I, yep. Or three ships. <laughs> it's, the, it's the last episode of season two. Yeah. And so, like, they showed that one... And they were, like, she didn't really show any feelings. They were like, you can't handle yourself. You gotta get moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason they moved that one uh, Vulcan officer off the ship to a Starfleet ship, which yes. is, it's gonna be the Cerritos. Like, that's setting, I have no doubt that character's gonna show up next season on the Cerritos. Um, so yeah, yeah, so that, and like, the Vulcans are like, she just can't control herself, like, being catty when she's <laughs> not in the room. That's how Vulcans are. Um, we'll learn a lot about Vulcans in Star Trek. Vulcans and Klingons are, uh, and Romulans. Those are the three species, and Bajorans. And Cardassians. Okay. okay, there's gonna be a lot of aliens we're gonna learn a lot about of, but out of, like, the grand scheme of things, Vulcans are, like, one of the ones who we'll spend the most time with. Um, it won't be for a while. We'll get a little bit of it in TOS. Not a lot in TNG. Um, and then in Enterprise, we're gonna get a shit ton of Vulcan stuff. So, Enterprise is probably one of my favorite shows, but we've got eight movies and three t- or four tv shows before we get to in- or five okay. tv shows before we get to enterprise okay and this was all in like the 80s when they filmed this 60 the 60s 60 i think the first episode of star trek was in 67 okay because i can totally get that vibe off of her her dress and her hairstyle yeah everything about tos is very um 60s you'll notice that all the females in, in the entire crew are in mini skirts and their hair is like up, but they have yeah. that little like twist of a curl. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very weird. Like how badly it's dated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in a couple a couple Star Trek shows, we're gonna go behind TOS. Enterprise is set a hundred years before this show, and then Discovery is set ten years before this show. So like it's gonna be weird when we get later on. It's gonna be very dated. But a lot of the stuff will carry on, which is the point of this podcast. Uh, we're, we're watching the Star Trek episodes that are important to the future of Star Trek. Okay. But also it's past. Okay. Um... And just to clarify, Star Trek premiered in September 8th of 1966. It's not really a question, but... And, and I know they probably do it better in other um, episodes mm-hmm. and other series. Yeah. But in this one, they really could have done a lot better with Spock's makeup. Yeah, you pointed that out to me, and I noticed, too, uh, they didn't blend it very well. And I'll say that as it goes on, it gets better. But you'll notice that last episode, he was very green. Yeah. That's not going to no, be No, he thing. was orange. It looked like he was orange. Like... That's yeah. right. He was very orange. And that's because originally they wanted Spock to have red skin, pointed ears, and big curly eyebrows. Yeah, and you said they didn't want them to, him to look like a vampire. No, they didn't want him to look like the devil. Oh. Because I think uh, the, the network was like, we're not going to let you put the devil on TV. So that's the reason Spock becomes a little more human. So his skin color is more natural, and all he has are the pointed ears, and his eyebrows are slightly kind of Okay, because, like, you can 100%, I don't know if maybe because I'm a girl, I mean, I don't really wear makeup, but... And maybe, like, I can see it more on people when they wear makeup. But you can, like, tell that he's kind of wearing, like, some type of blue or purple, like, eyeshadow or something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It might just be also to, like, uh, for the camera to better pick up on it. But there's better ways to do it. Yeah. And, and like, this is a very early episode of Star Trek. So I'll say that, like, um, as time goes on, the makeup, the budget, the effects, they'll get... Better? For the 60s. Okay. Um, for the 60s, it will get better. Uh, okay. 
this one I already figured out because we at first I thought she was gonna be the only woman and I was like why is she the one wearing a red shirt but then as we get on like yeah they show other people in a red shirt and another woman so on the bridge she's the only one for the first scene that she's in, Uhura is the only one wearing red. But then as we go throughout the ship, we see security and stuff like that. Yeah, so. well, I thought, like, at first she was maybe just going to be, like, the only one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you, you don't want to wear red in Star Trek. Why? Uh, I think starting next episode, if, if the person... Okay, so the people who beam down to the planet are normally the, the trio. Kirk, uh, Spock, and McCoy. Okay. So they are the three main characters of the original series. Every episode, I think every episode from here on out, will feature those three. And if they ever have to go to a planet, they're the three that beam down. Mm -hmm. And then with them will be some random actor of the week. And then some, normally a, a woman from the Enterprise crew. And then the, the red shirt will always die. Why? It's just a thing. How's that funny? Because <laughs> it happens so much. And that's that's the thing that continues through all of Star Trek. Um, in TNG, it becomes the yellow shirts because they switch the color. Right. Um, and then from there on out, it's like, oh, if that person's beaming down on the away team, ooh, not coming back. That is, that is, this is mean. That's just mean. Why do they gotta be dirty? I know. We already answered, does the man know about the vampire? Which we later on find out that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, maybe, like, it's hypnotizing him and he doesn't actually know what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. They don't make it obvious that he knows, but clearly he knows something. Yeah. Yeah, and then eventually it's well, revealed. Yeah, because he, he starts that. acting like really weird. Yeah. But I that then again, like I thought, oh maybe like it's hypnotizing him so he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were gonna go that route too whenever I first saw it, but no, he he knows. He's just he being, knows. He's just being creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, what is this? So, um, when they came back down. And the old creepy dude was, like, showing them how much salt they had left. And he clearly said, this is how much salt we have. And then he took a piece of it, he tasted it, he goes, salt. And I was like, what are you doing? They just said it was salt. Why did you have to eat it? But yeah, it is kind of weird that they're like, this is all the salt I have. Salt. I thought it was so dumb. It was kind of dumb. I'll give you that. I just, I just had to write that down because... It was hilarious. No, it was really funny. Mm -hmm. And TOS is funny. There's a lot of comedy in it because it's a, set, a 60s show. Okay, so why does it need salt? It's just the thing that it needs. Like like how a vampire needs blood to survive. Like it doesn't need food. It, it like lives off salt. So I guess it gets all its nutrients and the things it needs to keep going through salt. But you said it doesn't need food, but technically that is its food. So I guess, yeah, salt is the vampire's food. Okay. So I have to pause the episode real quick. Um, there was an announcement made, so, uh, we, we cut it, but our dog went a little ballistic. Uh, Jasper got jealous we were talking about Star Trek about I, I guess. him a treat. Good. So, we let him outside, because it's a very nice day here. But I checked Twitter, um, so I've talked about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, you know, right? Yeah. It's that show that it's the original pilot of Star Trek, all the original characters that Gene Roddenberry originally envisioned, finally getting to be on TV. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So that's the thing. So it's going to be Christopher Pike, uh, number one, and Mr. Spock back on TV. Well, <laughs> and Uhura. Uhura's in it, too. Um, they announced she's playing her. Well, <laughs> this morning I woke up and there was a set photo that had leaked of a man, and you couldn't see his rank bars, but he was in gold. Very chiseled features, and I looked at him and I was like, that looks like James T. Kirk. Well, it turns out that actor Paul Wesley from The Vampire Diaries <gasps> has been cast in, no, in Star Trek see. Strange New Worlds 
as James T. Kirk. Not my Stefan! <laughs> my dude! So he's going to be playing... He looks so good! He's going to be playing James T. Kirk in Strange New Worlds. Oh. I, am, I am furious about this. Why? <laughs> because I wanted, I wanted it to be the Pike show. No! My dude! Now I'm even more dedicated to actually watch it. Uh, now we got a long ways to... We got a lot. It's gonna be a long road getting from there from here. I love how they put his here. name, quote unquote, Vampire Diaries. I didn't, wouldn't have known who he was, but yeah. So that's kind of cool. I guess Strange New Worlds is, um, like I guess a reboot of the original series officially. Look at my man going that's up in the world. That's kind of cool. I, I mean, from um, being a vampire to being a Starfleet Academy. Well, it's it, so what's cool is that this might be Lieutenant Kirk or Commander Kirk. So it might be that... You better be a commander. <laughs> well, uh, you want him to be Captain Kirk. Then he better be a captain. <laughs> but it's cool. So we're going to get to see, I guess, at the end of season one, because they're filming season two. They're not... They're not. Season one is finished. It comes out in a month, two months. Okay. So I guess um, in season... At the end of season one, I'm going to make a prediction. There's going to be the handoff from Pike to Kirk. Um, and we're going to get to see at least maybe... I hope... I hope Strange New Worlds gets the seven season blessing um if it doesn't i'm glad that we're getting one more season of tv that is james t kirk mr spock uh lieutenant uhura and and the whole gang back together um 50 almost probably 60 years after they originally launched you know what this means what now you don't have to bribe me to watch it with you (laughs) (laughs) hey there's some cuties coming up, right? That's the real cutie right there, okay? I've watched them for eight seasons. I'm ready. All right, back to back to the man trap. Anyway, this has been your Star Trek news moment from, from Love and First Contact. Back to you, Jim. Oh, okay. I was like, when did I write this? Um, so, okay. Well, I think in my head I'm, like, answering my own question. But why did it take the form or quote-unquote form, whatever, yeah, of the... Um, of the one that, I don't remember what his name is. Green. Green. Of, of green. green, yes. Um, so it's so it could sneak aboard the Enterprise. But it was going to take them anyway. No, so, like, if it changes into green, it can easily sneak aboard the Enterprise. And he, oh, and they wouldn't, like, put him under custody, not no, custody, but, like. they won't be watching him because he's, okay. he's a crewman. So you, you'll notice as soon as they get back, the Captain and McCoy go their separate ways. Yeah. And so does Crewman Green because he has duties he has to get back to. But okay. he, he starts stalking Rand in the hallway to yeah. get her salt. Salted celery that has red <laughs> tips on it. I don't I don't get that, but it's Star Trek. Also, like, why was she eating it when she was just going to give it to... Sulu, yeah. She was stealing that man's lunch. And then when she put it in front of him, like, unless she already ate it mm-hmm. really quickly, but, it, like, there was not a celery that was bitten into. Okay. Well, she ate the whole celery. Oh, she did? Yeah. Okay. And then she put the salt back down. But that was like... She was telling everyone else, like, no, you can't have it, but then she's eating his lunch. Yeah. Rude, right? Rude. <laughs> no wonder she gets kicked off the Enterprise. <laughs> um, okay. So... Uh, do they not have, like, any type of, type of, like, detection to figure out if it's really, like, that person or not? Not yet. Okay. Um... So the thing about TOS is the technology is convenience-based. So if they need something for the plot, they got it. But if, if they if it means that the plot will be solved too quickly, not working this week, I guess. Okay. Um, in TNG and onwards, though, they will have technology to pick it up. There's actually a, a huge plot line in Deep Space Nine when we get there that um, the enemy 
that will become the primary enemy of, of the Star Trek universe for that time period uh -huh. um, can hide and appear to be things that they're not. They're called shapeshifters. Um, and the only way to pick up on them is to take blood tests. So, oh, wait. You've seen a little bit of Beastie I think Stick, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. I think I was watching that when you got home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's that'll be a plot line later on that like you know there are things that can't be detected by the ship but eventually the Starfleet starships will all have technology called internal sensors that can pick up on things that are wrong. So if this show happened at any other time period in Star Trek, they'd have onboard sensors that could have picked it up. But for this episode, no. When you said like the blood test, I'm getting like alien vibes. Like, Why? the movie Alien? Why? Don't they have, like, a blood test they have to do to detect if the alien's in it? No. There's a movie that does that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, in, I think you're thinking in Alien, they have acid blood. I don't remember. <laughs> we need to watch that for That's a good while. movie, too, yeah. Okay, I already answered that. We already answered that. But what's, what is it? It's me asking, like, okay, like, if it's called this, then why can't the woman see it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we already yeah. answered that. Yeah, you already answered that. Yeah. Uh... I don't like that plant. This is a oh, statement. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that plant has always bothered me, too. Because it looks fine when it's closed, but when it's freaking out, it's just literally, you can see that it's a guy's hand <laughs> with, like, a glove on that has some, like, tissue like, paper stuck yeah. to it. Um, and it's just, like, flailing. And I'm like, oh, my God, you could have done so much better with anything else. Can you else. just imagine them in, like, the Star Trek, like, board meeting or whatever? They're like, okay, we need a plant that detects this. Any ideas? I have an idea. Let's just use a hand and put some tissue paper on it. It was the 60s. They didn't have much other options. <laughs> but I know, but it's just funny, like, thinking, like, their thought process in the board meeting oh and all God. this. I hope one day that some Star Trek series decides to put a modern interpretation of that exact plant <laughs> in the show. So they have to, like, either CGI some kind of weird plant or uh -huh. they build, they just literally put another guy, a hand puppet. Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised they haven't, like, tried to make it, like, a real life thing. What do you mean? Like, I don't know, like, they could put it in, um, like, a park. Not a park. So, so fun story, there was a Star Trek theme park okay. in Las Vegas. Of course Las Vegas. Yeah, so, um, the Hilton in Las Vegas, there was a thing called the Star Trek Experience. There were two rides, the Borg Encounter and the Klingon Encounter, and they were both, you know, like, um, the, like, rides where you sit in a theater and the chairs move? Yeah. That's all it was. But those are fun. It is fun. It was really cool. And, like, they rebuilt, like, full-scale sets and stuff. And, like, you would walk around and there would be actors. And on the Borg encounter, you actually had to, like, escape a space station that had Borg running around. So it was it was creepy. Like, it was really cool. And then the whole experience, it was set on, like, Deep Space Nine. Uh-huh. So, like, you could go to Quark's bar. And, like, they had, like, actors running around as Starfleet officers or Klingons or Ferengi or Romulans. So you, like, had these people in character. So, like... It was like Galaxy's Edge in Disney, uh huh. But with Star Trek in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! That high tech. <laughs> um, okay. I have two more questions. Okay. So my first of my two. Uh, why why does it do the the finger thing? Like it's like biting its finger. I I think that's. His McCoy's? No, like the 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 monster. Like, remember every time like it would change or something and it would follow them and like it would like bite its finger. Like if it was anxious or something. Yeah, I think it was just anxious. There is one point where it touches McCoy and it brings its hand up and licks it. 
I think it was taking the salt off of him. Yeah, it was taking, like, his sweat. It was, like, eating his sweat. It was gross, but, I mean, it makes sense. Because I think he was about to maybe eat him. Yeah. But then, like, it got... I think it was conflicted. Like, it was trying... Like, it was thinking, like, oh, maybe it does need... Maybe it does need love. So it's like, (laughs) oh, this person will love me if I'm still Nancy. So it was, like, trying to keep him alive. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that's the whole point of that. That's just, like... This is wild. It's creepy, right? Ooh, you know what I just realized? What? If it needs love, that's like interracial mon- or like species. Yeah. Woo! Woo, interracial relationships in Star Let's Trek. Let's go! We'll, we'll see a lot of that. Um, in TNG, you got Worf and Deanna Troy, who are two completely different alien species. And then you got Worf and Jadzia Dax. I mean, you can make it work as long as your, you know, significant other is not trying to eat you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. or, you know, kind of try not to kill other people. This is very true. That would be really nice. No, Yeah, so Star Trek will get more progressive as we go along. There'll be a lot of interracial stuff and things okay. like that. Oh, yeah, because isn't there, like, um, that Asian lady and some whites? Uh, I think it's, like, an Ireland dude. He has orange hair or something like that, and they have a daughter, and they're on a ship. This is what, uh, P- Pecan? Not Pecan. Picard. Picard. <laughs> this is the second time... <laughs> You've called the Star Trek character Pecan. Okay, you know, in my head, I always say that, so it's, okay. it's gonna be a minute. Orange lady with... No, 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 she's not orange, she's an Asian lady. Asian. They have a cute little daughter. Oh, Miles O'Brien! Yes! Miles O'Brien and Keiko. Yeah, so that's... The, so we'll get to see that relationship go from dating to marriage to having a kid to having a second kid. Yeah, because you said that they have, like, this whole thing, but I just saw when they had a daughter. They have yeah. a second kid? Yeah, later on. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's a really... I don't want to talk about it too much, but... So that kid was invented to cover another actress, not, not the actress. <laughs> it's literally how it was. So it was uh, Yoshi. That kid's name is Yoshi. Is that who Hoshi's named after? No, Hoshi is named after Hoshi Sato from Enterprise. But that would have been so much better. <laughs> you know, Yoshi. So Yoshi, uh, or Kira Yoshi. His name is Kira Yoshi O'Brien. He was invented to cover Nana Visitor, who plays Kira Narisa's pregnancy. Okay. Who is not the actress who plays Keiko. Wow. So, we'll get there. Okay. And when we get there, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it's it's a weird roller coaster of logic to jump through of how that happens. But yeah, so so that is one of the main interracial relationships in Star Trek. Okay. Um, And that is probably the one relationship out of all of Star Trek that we see the most of. Okay. Weirdly enough. I'm down for it. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. My last question. Uh, Well, I guess... They also kind of answered it in the show, but, like, why didn't it kill the creepy dude? Which they already answered. Yeah, because I guess it... Uh, it needs it, love. Love and salt. Oh. <laughs> love conquers all, love apparently. Love conquers all. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess that's all the questions that I have, but... So, my, my favorite character? Yeah. Um, and if I like the episode? Yeah. Uh, those, my... are, those are my questions to ask you. <laughs> Go ahead, then. Jesus, stealing no. your thunder. <laughs> what was your favorite character, my dear? Ew. Me <laughs> <laughs> um, My favorite character... Woo! Um, again, like, I mean, this is only the second episode, so I don't really have enough, like, character development to have, like, a favorite character. That's true. But is I it... guess if I have to pick, um... Oh my gosh, I don't remember her name! Uhura? Gonna... Yeah! Yeah, Uhura's pretty cool. I like Uhura, um... and I think it's funny how she's just, like, hitting on Spock, and... <laughs> well, they date. They do? In another universe. <gasps> we'll get there. Okay. Um, so, in three of the movies, they have, like, a serious relationship. 
And is this like before or after he has a cat? Oh, uh, so there's an episode of the original series where Spock hangs out with a black cat. Yeah. Um, I looked over the details on that episode. Turns out we're not going to watch it. Why? Uh, it's just not important. <laughs> but the cat talks. Oh, wait, I thought that was an orange cat. That's that's Data. Oh. Data the android in the next generation so has, has a cat. he has two cats? No. That's a different character. Very oh. similar characters, but yeah, so Data the Android of the Next Generation okay. will have a cat named Spot, who is an orange tabby. Why didn't you name... Well, she's a girl. That's I was going to. So, uh, the, our story of when I got Kylo okay. at the pet store, I went in to look at an orange cat. Okay. Because I've always wanted you an You want a Garfield cat. cat. I want a Garfield cat, and I want to name it Spot. So, I've always wanted to do that, so I went in... And I, I went up to the cage, and they're like, oh, why don't you look at this black cat? No one wants to adopt this black cat. And I'm like, why? And they're like... Because no one likes... Well, yeah. I like black cats, she was but... She was like, yeah, it's just it's just that nobody likes black cats. Nobody wants the black cat, but he's super loving and super cuddly. Because he's superstitious. Um, and she opens the cage, and he jumps from the cage. Like, he was sitting there looking at me like, Typical I'm ready to Kylo. go. He jumps out onto me, and he's like, you're my dad now. And I'm like... I looked at the lady, and I was like... Yeah, I'm going to take this one. And she was like, oh, okay. that was quick. And I'm like, I, I don't have a choice. Even, so, even from day one, he was always jumping on. Yeah. Oh, goodness. oh my goodness. So that's that's a little story. So this was the man trap. Okay. Um, in my opinion, it is probably... Wait, I didn't say if I liked the episode or not. I was going to ask you that after a quick... Oh, it quick... sounded like you were ending the episode. No. <laughs> uh, so the man trap, it's one of my favorite episodes of the original series probably there aren't that many episodes of the original series i like to be honest um but in the grand scheme of things for like as so this is supposed to be episode one of the show okay um the other episode doesn't really count because that's the plot right yeah okay um and i will say as as a pilot this is a pretty good pilot for star trek it introduces all the aspects you know there's a moral question of, is it right or wrong to kill a species if it's the last member of that species? Which we talked about. There's a comparison to Earth, which you'll see a lot, because Star Trek is um, how Gene Roddenberry was able to convey messages about current events into um, general audiences. Because Star Trek was very popular with everyone when it came out, um, because it was a good show for the time, and it still is a good show, obviously, because there are, you know, there's a thousand hours of Star Trek content. And a lot of merchandise. Yeah. And, like, what's crazy is at the end of this season, the show is canceled. And, like, hundreds of people do a letting... Let, oh, a letter writing. A letter writing campaign. And they get the show back on the air for two more seasons. The third season is utter garbage. Right. I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> yeah. And then the show gets canceled. They do an animated show. There's still a fandom. Star Wars happens. And the studios realize they need to make space content, so they make a movie. The movie is so popular, it spans four more movies, and then another TV show, and then that TV show spawns two more TV shows. Can you just imagine? They would have lost out on so much money. Yeah, like, it's crazy to think that out of a show that was canceled and written off as just science fiction because of the fans, there's a whole, like... There's real life technology that came out of it. So, uh, the man trap. What did you think? Um, I thought I thought the plot was better. Yeah. Um, it was more thought out than the first one. Yeah. That we watched. I like that we get more of like other characters other than like the main couple of characters. You know. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I do. Uh, I do think that they could have done better with like the whole monster. Um. Uh. Like making of it. 
like the costume or whatever it is. They could have done a little bit better with that aspect of it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. I would have liked to have a name for the planets. <laughs> well, there was a name. You said there wasn't a name. I said the name wasn't important. What's the name? I don't remember. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, yeah, it was a much better episode. You liked it a little bit? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, not my favorite yet. It was pretty good. Nice. Well, I will say that I'm glad you enjoyed this one. You seem to have had more fun with this episode. And I hope you're still having fun doing this podcast with me. It's only the second episode. I know. But you, <laughs> uh, you get bored very quickly with things. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be doing the Cobra Mite Maneuver. What's that? It's one of the best episodes of Star Trek, the original series. Okay. Um, it is is a great episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, we hope you had fun. We had fun watching all the feedback. My mother was very adamant about <laughs> sending us screenshots of people listening and loving the show. Um, I'm just at work and I'm like, who's texting me? Oh. Yeah. I was at work too and I was like, wow, mom's really loving this episode. So a shout out to mom. Thanks for listening. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with the Cobra Maneuver. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at... Um, at Love at first um, four underscore five. Um, that's love at first four underscore five. Uh, you'll know us because our profile picture is Sophia and I in uh, Star Trek Online. And we're on Spotify and Apple. Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts right now. We're also on Google Podcasts. Wait, that, that's a thing? Yeah, Google Podcasts. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm slowly getting us on other platforms, so as we expand, uh, we hope... Um, we'll attract new Star Trek fans to our, our journey to board our ship and to boldly go. If I could do it, you could do it. Where no man or woman or anyone has gone before. Bye.